Hey everyone, welcome back to Convo Podcast. You're listening to Season 1, Episode 1, Overcoming Childhood Trauma. I'm your host, Giselle, and I thank you all so much for tuning in with us. So sit back, relax, grab your choice of indulgence, and catch this vibe. I'm reaching my altar, got in the Don't you fuck with my energy, 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 don't you fuck with my energy. Hey everyone, welcome back to Convo, episode one. And today we're gonna be talking about overcoming childhood trauma. I have a very special guest here with me today, my cousin Kara. Kara, why don't you introduce yourself to everyone? My name is Kira. How's it going? Yes. So today we're going to be talking about um, overcoming childhood trauma and basically becoming a better version of ourselves. So earlier, um, I was talking to my cousin about just certain obstacles I dealt with as a child, um, being a transgender woman, um, being a young um, gay black male in a black community and being raised on the south side of Chicago and just the different things that I went through. And she's going to explain, you know, her being biracial um, and just different situations that she went through in her life. So, um, yeah, let's get started. <laughs> so y'all grab y'all blunts and grab y'all wine, unwind, and yeah, let's just get into this vibe, y'all. All right, Kira. So... What do you think has been your biggest obstacle to overcome from your childhood? I think that the biggest thing that I had to overcome just based off everything that I dealt with in my childhood is feeling like people really love me. Mm-hmm. Like people really care. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to be there for me. Mm-hmm. And why do you feel like um, at that time... Why do you feel like no one cared? I think it's from all the things that I went through when I was a kid. It mm-hmm. just made me feel very, very alone. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the, the pain that I had to deal with, I had to deal with it by myself, you know? Mm-hmm. And what's crazy is I was actually, you know, talking with my dad when we had that big falling out. Mm-hmm. And I was telling him, you know, people always say, oh, Kira, I admire you for being so strong. I admire you for, you know, being this, being that, and people don't realize that you're only strong because there was a time where you were crying by yourself. Mm-hmm. I agree. And you had nobody there. You know, and that strength is just a symbol of healed wounds. You yeah. Know? Not necessarily something I'm I'm proud of, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's something that uh, maybe I'm a little bit sore about as well. You know. Of course. Of course. I definitely understand what you mean because I'm the same way. Um, I'm in the healing process where I'm learning to forgive. <laughs> I'm learning to forgive not for their sake, but more so my sake, for my peace and to elevate me as a better person, to make me a better person. Um, I know in my life I've seen a lot of hurt people. A lot of people who were hurt from their parents, from family members, from friends, or people who just did them wrong in general. And I've always vowed to never be a hurt person. Um, 
I was molested in my childhood um, by a couple of different people, family, certain friends, or not friends, but, you know, people around. And at the time, I didn't understand, you know, my mom always told me, you know, don't let, nobody, don't let anyone touch you in your private parts and things like that. But when it's happening, it's like your mind goes blank. Mm-hmm. It's like you go to a place where you just go numb. Mm-hmm. And when you go numb, it's like it's over with. And it's like you just sitting there like, what just happened? And for the longest time, I don't think that I recognized that my childhood trauma from the molestation, different things like that, triggered me in my adulthood. It triggered me to... Um, talk to men, be around men, to, uh, just even with women, if a girl sit next to me too close or touch me a certain way, I freak out or I cringe and it shouldn't be that way. It could be a simple touch or simple hug. And for the longest time, I pushed it to the back of my mind, like, you know, it happens, shit happens. Um, but one thing I will say is anyone who ever touched me in an inappropriate way, I truly cold-heartedly forgive them because nine times out of ten, someone was touching them. Mm -hmm. And I knew for me, I had to break that curse and not touch the next person. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes we keep those habits and we keep those habits going. So I stopped it with me, you know. And as I get older, um... I realized I was a nympho because I was exposed to sexual encounters at a young age. Um, and it's not even necessarily that I was around it. It was more so necess- it was more so an experience. It happened to me, and I can't sit there. I can't let that define who I am. But as a kid, as a teenager, going through it, not understanding what was going on, not um, being able to have that outlet, like you said earlier, to talk to people, to express what's going on. Um, I know for me in my situation, I was told I was lying because um, that was my coming out stage. So people thought I was fabricating a story to make it uh, seem that um, I was coming out the closet. It was like, no. I was already comfortable with my sexuality. I was already... I already knew who I was. I just didn't tell certain people. You know, some people knew, some people didn't know. It was one of them kind of situations. And it hurt, you know what I'm saying? Especially when you get the courage to open up your mouth and say, this happened to me. This was my experience. Um, It hurts. It... um, takes you to a dark place and it definitely makes you feel like no one is there to protect you and growing up I was I, I'm not even gonna lie I didn't finish high school I dropped out <laughs> got a diploma on Penn Foster <laughs> because it was hard for me um I battled being gay I battled I didn't I didn't know at the time like what was going on in my life um no one explained to me that like, you're different or just different things like that. So it was just battling all those emotions and 
keeping them bottled inside and they're hurt inside and just acting out in different ways um, to get attention, to um, for someone to express some kind of love for me or towards me. So I definitely understand what you mean when you say you didn't feel love because I didn't feel love either. You know, you hear it, but I feel like actions speak louder than words. Yes. And I didn't feel that. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I already knew my parents loved me and like that but it's just certain things that sometimes parents don't know yeah. um, and I feel like it's, imp- it's important to learn your child it's important to know your child because you have to look at the signs okay, my child is acting out why is my child acting out why is my child getting bad grades why is my child talking back to me you know it's those, it's those little signs that you have to look out for in order to understand what's going on with your child you mm-hmm. know um, I'm just learning that as an adult, you know. Um, like I told you earlier, I want to heal. I want to become a better version of myself. So that way, my sisters can look up to me and be like, my sister taught me that. Um, if I have kids or my other, my little cousins or whatever who was ever under me as far as looking up to me i want to be that mentor like yeah that happened to me but i conquered it mm-hmm. i surpassed it i um became even stronger i didn't sit in it um i'm sorry i'm just talking <laughs> go yeah, ahead and chime in it's powerful. No. Yeah. seriously i agree with you i agree with you i think that I mean, that's the true goal, right? Like, to be able to grow through your trauma, you know, because it's almost like I totally identify with you with, like, you know, the way that we acted out, right? I mean, I ended up running away from home at 16. I had a kid at at 16. I had another kid at 17. And then I ended up getting into a relationship with somebody who did rape me. Mm -hmm. And I stayed with them for... A few years, and that only led to abuse. That only reinforced the initial violent outset of our relationship Mm -hmm. to the point where, you know, I was getting choked, I was getting hit, you know, I was I I was being threatened, you know, and I didn't see a way out, right? Mm -hmm. And and ultimately, I guess I'm talking in circles now, but. But what you said is powerful. That's that's really the goal is to really grow through it. What I was trying to say is that I think we reenact our traumas almost in the way that we relive yeah. our traumas, you know, in our mind, you yeah. know what I mean? Like something bad happens, we're talking about it, therapy. And in a, in a certain way, you, you process it through experience. You mm. process it through feeling as though you're the master of that pain you know yeah it's it's a crazy thing i don't know if what i'm saying is making sense no it is <laughs> makes it perfect yeah until you get to that place where you have an, a bigger understanding and that no longer is something that controls you i think it's extremely powerful that you were able to identify it because i think that a lot of people suffer from blindness seriously to the impact that those childhood traumas have on who they are as a person. Yeah. And it becomes a cage. And that's what I realized, too. Um, a lot of people are hurt and traumatized from their childhood because they've buried it so far deep within themselves. 
they don't want to revisit that. They don't want to relive it. So they still have that trauma and that hurt inside of them because they haven't dealt with it. Mm-hmm. And as painful as it is sometimes to go back and relive a situation, you have to in order to begin your healing process because yeah, the person who touched us or did wrong to us, they hurt us. But how I see it, that person was hurt too. Not mm-hmm. making excuses for them at all. But that person was hurt too. Somebody hurt that person. Mm-hmm. And they was inflicting their pain onto you or me or whoever their victim is. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And I think it's important in any situation to acknowledge that. Um, people are hurt. There's a lot of hurt people in this world. There's a lot of people who have been in situations where they've been touched or brutally raped in different situations like that and they don't know how to um, ask for help or they don't know how to just communicate certain thoughts and feelings. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Be, we're taught to oppress our feelings because they're weak emotions or um, because we just they're weak emotions and we're taught to be strong, but even the strong have to have their vulnerable moments. One hundred, but I totally agree with you. It's like one thing that really drives me crazy, and this is something that I guess maybe you know everything that we've been through, I've been through, you know, mm-hmm. has has taught me is that the number one thing that is like the most detrimental ideology propagated through society is that sadness or anger are somehow unhealthy emotions Mm -hmm. you know because in reality we exist in a spectrum our emotions are on a spectrum right to deny yourself either because you view them as an extreme limits that big spectrum of expression Mm -hmm. and you're not fully being authentic or fully being true to yourself like it's okay to be sad yeah it's totally fine to be enraged Mm -hmm. you know as long as you're not Feeding that sadness, mm-hmm. feeding that anger. You know, it's okay to experience those feelings. Seriously. You know what? I've always been like a happy person. Always been happy. And at a very young age, I learned coping methods that worked for me. Like, I love music. Music is like my true therapy. Mm-hmm. I love all genres of music. I love some country shit. I love some hood shit. Mm-hmm. I love some. <laughs> Sad shit, like, Janae Eichel was my bitch, by the oh, way. Yeah. I love Janae Eichel. Like, she has gotten me through a lot of shit. Yeah, come on. Like. You just. Yo. <laughs> she's gotten me through a lot of shit. Like, just her strength. Like, she lost her brother. Mm-hmm. You know, I know you can relate to that. And she turned that hurt into beautiful music, beautiful art. And she taught me, okay, this person is gone, but at the same time, they're still here. Their spirit is still here. Um, Their love is still there. They they wouldn't want you to be sad. They wouldn't want you to be in sorrow. They wouldn't want you to rejoice. They wouldn't want you to still be happy, you know? And sometimes it's hard, you know what I'm saying? Because you want your loved ones there. You want your loved ones to share the success with you. You want them to share memories and moments with you especially you know it's just it's all that combined and i'm learning 
it's a part of life. It's hard to accept. It's hard to even live without certain people, you know what I'm saying? But how I set up my mind and how I try to think is, okay, this show is just not here. Their spirit is still here. I may can't talk to them, but I felt certain, like my aunt had passed early this year, and I feel her spirit when I'm in my darkest of moments, when I just feel like I can't do it, or I feel lazy, or I feel like I'm not good enough. It's like, I can hear her, I can feel her presence, like, bitch, mm-mm. <laughs> get it together. I was <laughs> like, come on, put on some music, you know what I'm saying, do some yoga. I'm getting to yoga and like meditating and stuff like that. And it has been, like, a beautiful thing. And I'm learning, too, reflecting back on, like, trauma and childhood. I'm learning to fall in love with myself. Mm-hmm. I'm learning to look at myself in the mirror again. But, like, hey, bitch, you is that bitch. Mm-hmm. Who's telling you different? Mm-hmm. Okay? It's like, in society, we're taught to be this way or that way. Who says that's the right way? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, your way is the right way. My mm-hmm. way is the right way. So... When we create those paths in our mind and reach the garden (laughs) of the overflow of the flourishments of the seeds we plant in our minds, it's like they're going to bloom because we have um, planted those seeds in our mind that we are beautiful, that we are worth something, that we are worthy. And I'm learning that every day. Let me tell you something. It took me a while to look in the mirror because... I let myself go for one. Um, I was battling emotions. I was battling pain. I was battling all those negative emotions. I didn't know how to channel it. I didn't know how to revisit, you know. Um, but after the damage control, I had to go back and apologize to people that I hurt. Um, and, and I'm going to reflect on that real quick. I came back home, I apologized, and people still see me as the old me. Mm-hmm. And it hurt it. I was like, what the fuck? I know I worked hard. I know I did what the fuck I needed to do to be a better version of myself. And they don't see it that way, but I do. I know I've changed, you know. And I have to realize, just because you apologize, the person necessarily doesn't have to accept the apology. Mm-hmm. But what I learned on my behalf is that I did my part. I apologized. <laughs> I owned that shit. I was empathetic. I um, acknowledged my wrongdoings. And most importantly, I apologize sincerely. So, with me giving you that energy and that apology, and I know it's sincere, and I know that it was from my heart, and you didn't receive that, that's on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did my part. <laughs> I love you, but when you're ready to forgive me and release that hurt, call my line. But until mm. then, I'm going to have to fuck with you from a distance because you're not going to keep keeping me in that dark space that I was at. Mm. You're not about to keep me in a character, in a mindset that I'm not in anymore. Mm-hmm. So I have to elevate. So, y'all, even with family, friends, whoever it is, like, Sometimes you have to distance yourself and love a person from a distance because 
a lot of people can't forgive. A lot of people don't know how to forgive. A lot of people want to sometimes stay in their hurt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And as long as you did your part and you apologize and you admitted your wrongs and did your wrongs, that's all that matters. Yes. You know? And that's what I'm learning as an adult. And just taking my trauma as a child and turning it into a better narrative. Yes, I think that's super powerful. Like, because acceptance and growth is exactly what you what you described. It's like a trifecta, right? It's not a mm-hmm. one stop shop, right? You have to accept and grow through the trauma you experienced as a child. Seriously, yeah. Leave that, not necessarily leave that child in the past, but leave that experience Seriously. behind. Mm-hmm. And then you have to. There's acceptance that that happens on the the other the other side, right? Those people who have come to get this experience of you as this hurt being, you know, mm-hmm. just trying to manifest themselves, trying to grow themselves, mm-hmm. trying to create in that life, and having these broken pieces to deal with. Sometimes you cause a little damage, right? But then also accepting that, hey, maybe they can't accept the change that I have. Maybe they mm-hmm. can't accept that this that this experience is in my past now, you know. You're right. Not allowing people to continue to define you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Janae Echo song, You Cannot Define Me. Mm. <laughs> you Cannot Define Me. Come on. Come on. Um, but that's beautiful, though. Um, but I feel like a lot of people do get stuck and they hurt. Um, that's how I'm about to talk about it because it's like a, a lot of people. When I was listening to um, your brother earlier. He was like he didn't know he don't know how to express his feelings, especially being a black man, and especially both black men. Um, it's hard to compress those feelings and keep them inside because if you express your feelings, you're being not masculine enough. You're not, you know, men don't be um, sensitive or men. Don't, it's, it's all these different, yeah, and just it's it's, it's sad um, because I feel like. All men are not meant to be the hood type or the alpha males. You have your nerdy types. You have your businessmen. You have your um, just different types of genres of men. Like, yeah. a man doesn't have to be... I mean, yeah, a man has to be strong and, you know, um, affirmative and things like that. But why can't a man ha- yeah, have access to his sensitive side? Exactly. Why can't a man express his emotions... Like, Truly, that's the real measure of a man, in my opinion. Yeah. Because it's someone, just like the, the, the true expression of a woman, really a true expression of a being is to be well-rounded in that expression of self, understanding of self, you know, presentation yeah. of self in all its forms, emotional, physical, yeah. everything, you know. That's, yeah, and it takes real courage. It takes courage, it takes strength, but... Mainly, just back to the point of, of what you were talking about, it's a it's a huge obstacle to overcome, especially in the, in the black community. Yeah, you know, it's a huge obstacle to overcome, and it can be very debilitating. Seriously, one Seriously. really great book is called The Lotus Effect, and lotuses grow up from the mud mm-hmm. into these beautiful flowers. I think the same is true of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, we were talking about 
growth and different tools that we can use to to heal right from those childhood traumas i think some of the most powerful things that people can do is journaling yeah you have to have it you have to have a clear understanding of the source right mm-hmm. the the root and like so many things happen to us over the course of our life that are jarring that are instrumental that may be traumatizing damaging hurtful but not any one of them in particular is formative right Mm -hmm. it's a whole amalgamation of everything all together all at once right and it's total sum of all of its parts and so i think journaling is an extremely powerful tool because it helps you understand where you're coming from yeah and then going to you have to have exposure you have to open yourself up to something new mm-hmm. especially when you've lived in a in a confined kind of you know bubble or of experience you know you have to go out and invite those new experiences so that you can begin to develop an idea on where you're going to mm-hmm. you know and don't be afraid to yeah and once you have those two points of references then you can start breaking it down right start healing and also, too, not being afraid to let go of, you know, I am, exercises are extremely powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, those type of affirmations and explorations, like, I am what? I am beautiful. I am smart. I am funny. Even I am hurt. I am sad. I am lonely. You know, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm insecure. I'm doubtful. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Owning those, owning all those emotions not suppressing those emotions, not overlooking those emotions, admitting it, and also just growing from it, finding different ways. Like, I use sticky notes, and I put them in the mirror. Like, mm-hmm. you ever seen being Mary Jane? Mm-hmm. She write the sticky notes and put it on a, um, a mirror. I adapted that. I um, set an alarm on my phone each morning. I write a personal message to myself. Mm-hmm. Good morning, beautiful get up, brush your hair, wash your face, you know, um, mm-hmm. do this, do that. So that way, you know, it's just, it's just the little things yes. that, um, it's like, it's, you have to create a routine. Mm-hmm. You have to stop doing the old routine and begin learning a new routine that works like a better formula for you in your life. And those I am statements are, are, are powerful because mm-hmm. it's, it's a part of manifestation. You're, manif- you're manifesting those things into your life seeing um i am a millionaire mm-hmm. my business is successful um i am healthy um just those affirmations and it's just sooner or later it will start falling into your life yeah because that's you gotta think positive yeah you gotta think positive you can't think negative because yeah. if you have a negative thought you're gonna manifest that negativity into the atmosphere so you're gonna think positive yes so that way um, only positive vibes are coming your way. No yes. negativity at all. <laughs> 100%. And another thing that you were saying earlier I found extremely powerful is uncomfortable conversation and communication. Yes. It's so freaking important. Mm-hmm. And that takes a lot of courage. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of strength. It takes a firm understanding of who you are so that, you know, you're not necessarily off-put or jarred if you don't get the response that you want, but just being able to have those conversations are so healing. Seriously. I think, too, also, a lot of people need closure. 
a lot of people don't know how to address a situation. Whether it's, for instance, you said when you ran away, you know, that situation I feel like was never really addressed it. Mm-hmm. In the sense of no one really talked about it. We never asked you how you felt. We never asked you, well, here, bitch, what made you want to run away? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah. we didn't ask you that. You know what I'm saying? So, we assumed, oh, here, just being fast. Here, you know. But when you tell your story and we're making time to listen to each other, I'm listening to your experience. Um, you're listening to my experience their way. I know, okay, well, my cousin didn't do this intentionally. She was hurt. She was going through shit. And this how, back then, this is how she knew how to make her situation better. So, no, I'm not going to judge her. I'm going to forgive her. I mean, you just to me, shit, there's your life. You know what I'm saying? But still, <laughs> like, I forgive you for whatever hurt you caused because I understand you were hurt. You were going through a lot at home. You were, um, you were scorned, you know what I'm saying? And it was just like, you have to understand a person's position. You have to understand where their mental was at. You have to understand, shit, the history and the backstories that go with all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Everyone acts out for a reason. And it's up to each individual to choose, especially the parents, um, to identify what the problem is, to identify who are my kid acting crazy. You know, so like, what's going on? You know, so, sometimes you can overthink. That sometimes it's like you have to look at your kid in a sense yes. that you know what's going on. So that oh no, um, and I think another big issue that people have is that they forget that kids are complex. Kids are human beings. Yes. Who are capable of feeling the entire range of emotion that any human being is capable of feeling. And I feel like because kids lack the security or the capability to express their emotions as eloquently as adults, Mm -hmm. we sometimes attribute that to there being a lack of complexity in those emotions. Mm -hmm. And that's just not true at all. You know, it's not true. It's, It's dehumanizing. And I think that is honestly what causes a lot of trauma for kids, you know, because you can't just buy them a happy meal and make up for Exactly. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's crazy, like, just the little things. Like, I be telling people, parents in general, kids don't care about, I mean, as they get older, yeah, but as a kid, they don't care about they have a phone or the latest Jordans. They want your time. They want, what is that? I feel like for parents, <laughs> kids are very annoying <laughs> around that age when they want to be around you and under you 24-7, especially if you can't get a break or a breather. And then they become teenagers, and then they're just then, and you want to be a part of them because you're like, hey, you're a part of my everyday routine. Get your ass over here, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's all it's, it's different on both parties. And, yeah, I just... I just, I know um, if conversations will be had, and I know if you address the elephant in the room, that a lot of stuff is all miscommunication. Yeah. It's all hearsay. Um, 
Yeah, that's, I'm just I'm prone. So y'all basically, I'm talking in circles. So y'all be tired, but basically, um, that's what we're basically saying is that find different techniques that works for you. My techniques is music. I like doing art. Um, I like creating things. I like talking. So that's why I create this podcast. Um, just different techniques that works for you. My techniques may not work for you. Kiara techniques may not work for you. But just find some kind of peace. Find something that brings peace to you. Whether you like playing cards, whether you like drawing, whether you like scuba diving, shit. You like playing with yourself. Whatever makes you happy. <laughs> like, find that niche and keep it close to you in your darkest hours. And that's basically how we're overcoming our childhood obstacles. All right, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We're going to wrap this session up. It's like four in the morning and we're like dead tired. You guys can probably hear it in our voices. So again, thank you all for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. Make sure you email us and tweet us, Instagram us, and just give us your feedback on what you thought about this episode. Did it help you? Um, if you had any questions, et cetera, et cetera. I love you guys. And again, thank you for tuning in to Convo. Mwah.